You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. One small step looking for a man that wants to be president of the United States and having the cash to make it possible. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony Tugia. That's how you start out a show. Mayfield Parker live, Panther Peas. As always, joined live in the studio by my man, George. Yo. There he is, handling the production, engineering, and increasingly the tip to my chat. Of course, every show here at the Groovathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world. Wow, man, what a week, what a week, what a week. I say that every week, and every week I actually mean it. Hope everybody had a good week out there. Hope you're having a great day. So much stuff to get to today. I don't even know where to begin, but I do want to start with this. I got a haircut, and I feel really good about that. So, Manya, big shout-out. It's Xanadu over on Sheridan. That's, I finally found somebody where I walk in, and I don't have to say anything. She knows what to do, and then I leave. I just walk in. She does whatever she does. I give her money. I walk out, and I look better than when I walked in. If that's what you want... Talk to Manya Borman. She's up at Xanadu. So much stuff to get to today. We've got, uh, let me see, the modern-day version of uh, legalized political quid pro quo in the whole Blagojevich case. So you got to like judges advocating that kind of stuff. Uh, bargaining for aborted fetuses. Why the price of gold is justifiably going down. Also, my man Jacob DeGrom of the mighty New York Mets outdueled. Zach Greinke of the Dodgers the other day. So much for that scoreless streak, you punk. (laughs) And this one really kind of made me raise an eyebrow because apparently Whitey Bulger thinks he got a raw deal, so he's appealing his conviction on killing, you know, everybody in Boston. He seemingly did not like that. We'll be getting around some of that stuff later. Of course, all that's going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air, including, but not limited to, a 15-minute version. I'm playing one song today that's 15 minutes. It's an entire set. It's Herbie Hancock doing a live version of Cantaloupe Island with Stanley Clark, Wayne Shorter, and Omar Hakim. Every second of that song is worth listening to. Okay? You know what? Now that I think about it, though, every second of the Groovaton is worth listening to. Hell yeah, baby. Hey, you know what? It's just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. So it's just past 8 o'clock on the big island in Hawaii. Just past 7 at night in Lytham, St. Anne's. And yeah, you know what that means. It's just past 9 o'clock in Istanbul, Turkey, where RCG is keeping my Eastern Bloc operations alive. Erdogan goes on and on. Y'all about ready to kick this off? He got that nod. He's nodding. He's got his groovy stuff on. He's got his groovy shirt, his groovy hat. He's got the Tito's. Tito's vodka glasses, tequila glasses type thing he's going on. My man Los George. Los George is ready for the show. Hey, Groovateers, saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovaton on SoFloRadio.com.
suck my kiss. today huh mm -mm. not too good huh mm -mm. well i got some news that ought to cheer you up mm. we're gonna take a look at your wounds and see how they're doing mm. that's right we're gonna take off all that tape mm -hmm. it makes you happy doesn't it mm -hmm. it's gonna be quite a job too because you must have at least five miles of tape on you mm -hmm. okay fella well just settle down this won't hurt nurse mm -hmm. better hold his hands yeah, orderly, hold his feet. Hold him down. Now settle down, fella. Settle down, this isn't going to hurt. Now, come on. You're a big, brave motorcycle rider, aren't you? That's right. Okay, let's have a look at it. Oh, that wasn't so bad, was it now, huh? Okay, come on, just a little more. There we go. There we go. A little bit more. There we go. Okay. One more. One more. Here we go. There we go. Mm. Nurse, I thought you were supposed to shave him before we put this tape on. Okay. How's that, fella? Better, huh? Okay. <laughs> Snuck that one in on you, didn't I? Okay, let's have a look. Now, does it hurt when I do this? And when I do this? does, doesn't? Little tender there, is it? How about right here? 
How about here? How about this? How about this? How about Gucci, 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 Gucci? <laughs> All right, nurse. Tape him up again. <laughs> Mr. Man, living like your life is just a game, just like you plan. Just like you plan. Well, root and culture we are bring. Don't give up on the fruitful and righteous living. Yeah. I know the struggle of the people and the critical thinkers. Look outside the box and see that we the people are the dreamers. Look into this life and you will see that this your life is priceless for you and me. Yeah. So don't let up in our struggle. Hey. Just forward anchor with no trouble Hold on We keep the bell ringing Ring. Your people keep singing Sing. The music we bringing Yeah oh, I live in this and this place See the judge in my place Each and every day Me confess That it is your life is priceless And I'm not dying for us I get nine and set down for us Music is spinning, got enough things I want, and there's no time for tripping. From night till I'm one, strictly ganja we sipping, ganja we sipping, ay. I'm a girl pan me arm and the roots pan the system. Yes, the bass wine your waist and the drum keep the kicking. From night till I'm one, we do nothing but rhythm, nothing but rhythm, yeah. I live in this a nice place. Steppas. Yeah, getting your Jawaiian swirl on. Those guys from the Big Island, I uh, 
Got a chance to see them actually up in Sanford, Florida. They're on. They just finished another West Coast tour. Uh, the Steppas, S T E P P A S. If you want some really great, brand new reggae music coming out of Hawaii, there's a whole Hawaiian thing out there. Um, but the Step is one of my favorites from that. That is niceness. Before that, Cheech and Chong. Yeah, how's my brave, my brave tough biker this morning? <laughs> that one's good. And kicking off Red Hot Chili Peppers. Suck my kiss, blood sugar, sex magic. So, what went on this week? Well, for first thing, the most important thing that went on this week is that Jacob DeGrom of the New York Mets, after Granky was going for some sort of record for scoreless innings, I believe uh, Hershiser's got the record for most consecutive scoreless innings, 59. But the people on that list are all baseball greats. Also, the Hall of Fame inductions took place this week. So you had three pitchers. You had uh, Randy Johnson, uh, Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, and then uh, Craig Biggio, uh, who played with the Astros, got over 3,000 hits. But um, on Saturday, my boy DeGrom outpitched Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke didn't, hadn't, hadn't given up any runs. Mets pulled off. They finally pulled off some trades. Thank you, God, for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hashem is standing right next to Sandy Alderson right now going, who can we, because we got pitching. So we definitely need some more stuff. I also spotted something this morning I thought was pretty funny. Apparently out in... Uh, in somewhere in Washington State, there had been a drive-by shooting, and so the uh, local uh, television station went out there the following day. They went onto the block where it took place, and they're filming this uh, segment for the evening news about the drive-by shooting that took place. And right behind them, a drive-by shooting takes place. They go back to the studio, and the guy's like, "Wow, that's kind of like reality television." No, okay, that's actual reality television. Like reality television is the Housewives of Dubuque. Or wherever they're doing the housewives <laughs> stuff from this week, some some important stuff happened this week, and you and I uh, we're going to be talking a lot about that later. I've got a lot of music I want to play, and a lot of shout outs as well. Maya Barnes, happy birthday! Dave Dubay, happy birthday! So there you go. I got my birthdays out of the way. Hey, Bugs Bunny, happy seventy fifth right. birthday! There's an important birthday for you. We're big Bugs Bunny fans. <laughs> Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Who isn't? Communists. What a tarragundie! <laughs> what a nincow! <laughs> what an ultra! Maroon. Right, he's not just a maroon, he's an ultra maroon. So we got those out of the way. Uh, Whitey Bulger, guess what? The guy thinks he got shafted by the FBI. You've got to love a, a society as litigious as we are, where no matter how guilty you are, you can just keep appealing that thing. And, you know, and what happens is it goes to like the appellate court, then the circuit court, and it can either be ruled on or sent back, at which, at which point the whole thing starts all over again. So, you know. I don't know about Whitey Bulger, but being his lawyer has got to be a lot of fun because the guy's in prison, so you don't have to worry about him being dangerous. He's got no more clout anymore. And when they found him in his apartment out in uh, in uh, Malibu, he had like 500000 in cash. So I'm not sure if he's used all that yet. I would imagine he's going to continue his appeals until he's broke, at which point he won't be able to appeal anything anymore because he can't pay. So he's, you know, as long as you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life and everybody out there hates you, you might as well spend every dime you have mucking up the courts. What would you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We don't live in an overly litigious society. Yes, we do. I'm trying to think of what else went on this week that gave me pleasure. Well, <laughs> the Trumpathon. Yeah, the that Trump- you can talk about. <laughs> the, right, that I can talk about. I can, hey, it's my show. I'll talk about anything I want, okay? All right, I direct midget porn. I'm learning how to speak. I'm learning how to speak Portuguese by watching tranny porn, all right? That's how I'm learning my Portuguese, baby. All right? 
You like that one, don't Fresh you? Fresh from Brazil. Fresh from Brazil, baby. Poppin' tranny pool. Well, if you need to learn another language, that's how you do it. And anytime somebody looks at your browser history and like, what the hell is that? Well, it's, it's you know, it's 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 a language. It's a language course. So, um, in about a what in the, the trumpeton has gone on and on and on and yes. on. As I said last week, and and as I will say again, it is very easy to make a lot of promises you know you'll never have to keep. You can stop worrying about Donald Trump. He's not. He is a fact. Oh, no. No, yeah. no, who's worrying? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, all the people on, you know, all these these people on you. I love the way they're like he's sucking up all the air. Now we're going to do no, a half hour. Republican special. Party is worrying. About right, <laughs> Republican Party is worrying about. I don't know why. He's taking them, as I said last week. He's taking them exactly where they want to go. He's saying all the stuff out loud. They say behind closed doors. Right. At the end of the day, this guy's not going to get elected. Let's just okay. That is a fact. I'll bet everything I have. This guy doesn't get elected. Of course get, not. But they, but they hate that. They hate somebody telling them what they're saying behind closed doors. Yes, they really do. I know. God God forbid we should actually find out what the Illuminati have on their minds. You know what I'm saying over here? Except these guys aren't Illuminati. They're like the Dominati. They're the, the, yeah. the Moraninati. That's it. The Moraninati. They're middle management. They're <laughs> Pesa Devantes. Pesa Devantes. That's right. I'm sorry, but uh, the, proli- the political proletariats among you, please <laughs> wait over in the corner. Me and some of the judges out there, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about how politics later on, uh, Blagojevich, the uh, governor from Illinois, they just threw out five of his 18 convictions. In a little while, I'm going to tell you why, and it's really going to piss you off. I promise you. This is going to make every person who listens to this extremely angry because the judge basically sanctified political quid, quid pro quo saying that's the way it is. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. Right now I want to play a song I you know, I don't the thing about radio is that when you have a certain length of a show, you want to get as much in as you can. As many different kinds of things and I personally pride myself on having an incredibly wide swath of musical taste, of music that I appreciate. And if you've been listening to the show, and I certainly hope that you have, you know that it's it spans the globe. It's quite the schmear. It is of, quite the schmear. It ain't a big... musical taste. Yeah, but that's several bagels. That's that's a baker's dozen bagel schmear. And so much so that uh, my friend who's in the Shane Duncan band, uh, they've got a song I could get your drink up. Now, it's country music, and I'm just not a country music fan, but he's a friend of mine. They're local. Sure. They're getting big, and I wanted to... So I took that song. I sent it to my, my friend, Gene Pritzker. Now, he's from Sound Liberation. He's also the, the composer's concordance. He does a lot of music for... He does a lot of music. This guy does stuff for everybody, I, and his, he can do stuff with anything. So I sent him the song, and he remixed it for me. So I've got the remix of a country song. So there's some potential for me to actually throw some country in because my man Gene Pritzker has, you know, funkified it, groovified it, put a backbeat in there. Hey, you know what? It's got a groovy beat, and you can dance to it. Even, and I'm not talking line dancing. Country music that doesn't involve line dancing, okay? Or clog dancing, and a lot of starchy foods. <laughs> Don't knock the clog dancing. Don't knock the clog dancing. Clog dancing, it I, comes it comes. My first completely. girlfriend was a clogger. Was I'll a cl- have you know. <laughs> yeah. True, true. I'm serious. A clogger. You mean dancing, not the other kind, right? Okay, no problem. Yes. I went to a clogging thing. I was living in South Carolina. I go to this this party. They they, they have like the buffet set out. And what it is, it's like two types of meat, two types of, of fish. Actually, no. It was two, three types of meat and 18 types of starch. You get yourself, get yourself a steak, and then what you really want is some mac and cheese, some grits, some corn, some potatoes. It's just a starch. Lordy. It is a starch-a-thon. 
I don't know how I wandered off into that. I guess the whole clog dancing thing, country music, back to the Shane Duncan and the remix and Gene Pritzker. That's how I did it. Nice rewind. Not bad, huh? So coming up, I got a song here. This is Herbie Hancock doing Cantaloupe Island. My gal Diana suggested this a while ago. I've been listening to this song for most of my life. I was very, very lucky. When I was 10 years old, I had begun uh, learning piano, and my mother bought me a one of the first that I can recall, a double cassette. So it was a, a cassette of a double album. So each side had. Yeah. And it was Herbie Hancock Live VSOP. Now, if you want to know why I wound up the way I am, it's because my mom had the good taste to mm. buy me that and the soundtrack to Oliver in the same day. I like the movie <laughs> so much. She's like, well, you listen to this and you listen to this. And this is a 15-minute live version of it. I'm going to play the whole thing. It's one full set. On this is Herbie Hancock on piano, Stanley Clark on bass, Omar Hakim on drums and Wayne Shorter doing the uh, I think he's playing the clarinet on this as opposed to the uh, alto sax um, this is first things first these are four of the finest jazz musicians on the planet right now Herbie's already got his Kennedy Award Stanley Clark has been recognized as one of the great players of both electric and stand up bass for my entire life practically uh, Return to Forever when he joined the band in 72, he was already established as a phenomenal musician. Omar Hakim, one of the best drummers out there. He's played literally for everybody. I actually got to meet him and have drinks with him at uh, at the party for Bring On The Night, the Sting movie. I went to that thing at the Hard Rock Cafe and sat down with him and Cheech Marin, Paul Schaefer, and Howie Mandel. That Oh, and Lauren and uh, Lauren Hutton, the model. That was a weird table to be at. Well, wow. my friend Michael Press, so that was bizarre. But this song is worth the entire thing. There is there's some musicianship in this that is just off the off the charts. And I love this kind of music. I really do. And we it doesn't get played enough. People want to trim it down. They want to play the edited version. They want this no. Not on the groove it down, baby. I want you to get all 15 minutes of this pure jazz groove. It's Herbie Hancock doing Cantaloupe on the Groovathon on SoFlowRadio.com.
That is music, baby. That is... I, I can listen to that stuff all day long. Herbie Hancock live doing Cantaloupe Island. I was actually wrong. Wayne Shorter actually is playing an alto sax in that with Stanley Clark on bass and Omaha Hakim on drums. Stanley Clark, one of my favorite bass players. I played some Return to Forever, I believe, at some point or another. So he's he's been on the show before. So I um, talk. By the way, that is not. Uh, I'm not sure that's actually available on a CD. I found that uh, on YouTube. And if you want another great version of that song that I ran across, there's a version with Herbie Hancock doing it with Pat Metheny on guitar. And Pat Metheny's got that sound. He gets that really crisp, no no distortion, and, and beautiful stuff. Really, you know, I can listen to that version of the song and then the, the Pat Metheny, Herbie Hancock, back-to-back. It's like two different songs. They're the same song, and they're both great. So... Earlier this week, Rob Bogoyevich, who had been the governor of Illinois and was thrown in jail, he was busted on 18 counts um, of corruption, bribery, blah, blah, blah. Bad, bad hair. Bad, bad hair. Really, yeah, you know, disturbingly hard to, to spell name, all kinds of nasty <laughs> stuff. And, you know, he did what politicians generally do, which is he tried to pull a fast one at one point when... Uh, the Senate seat was up for grabs, let's just say. What he did is um, he apparently offered Valerie Jarrett, who is uh, one of uh, Obama's confidants. Um, he said that he would give her the Senate seat because when the, the, the senator you know, it gets appointed um, by the governor uh, in Illinois, I guess this is different state by state, but when the senator left, um, he had to appoint a governor or a uh, senator. And so he told uh, Valerie Jarrett that he'd do that as long as she would get President Obama to give him a cabinet post. That, right. was, that was one of the charges that he was indicted and convicted on. Well, guess what? That charge was thrown out. And the interesting thing here is that what the judge said, and I have... Uh, Basically, I have the rundown of it right here in front of me. But what he said was, is that that kind of quid pro quo in modern day politics is not illegal. You can do that. And so they threw the charge out. They threw that out. What they said was that he, he's not allowed to trade that seat for money. And hang on a second. <laughs> the court's unanimous ruling addressed a key question looming over the Bogoyevich case. Where is the line between legal and illegal political wheeling and dealing. In the panel's answer, when it came to Bogoyevich's attempt to land a cabinet seat, he did not cross the line. Okay? Okay. But his attempts to trade the Senate seat for campaign cash, however, were illegal. Now, I thought this was America. What, I can't sell something for money? We're back no. to the trade thing now? No, I'm not allowed to sell my organs, unfortunately. But... Citizen, well, you, well citizen, you can if you're not born yet. Citizens United, legalized. Oh, you're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. What are campaign contributions anymore if not legalized graft? Absolutely. I mean, how, how do you not owe someone favors if they give millions to your campaign? It's unbelievable. And I know that the, the irony behind this particular decision is that they've said that it's illegal to do that, yet... This, yeah. is how our, this is how our modern-day politics It's a fundraising run. contest. It's, it has nothing to do with May the Best Man. Whoever, as I said, you know, Donald Trump has really put into play the new slogan for 2016, I'm rich, elect me. Sure. The one thing that I, that I appreciate about Donald Trump is he's nobody's bitch. He's not shilling for somebody. He's shilling for himself. 
He's literally shilling for himself. He's not taking some other billionaire's money and doing their bidding under the guise of wanting to run for political office so that he can do good for you. That's not what he's doing because you're not paying for him. Right. Okay. So I thought that was uh, that was one of the more interesting things that came up this week is that they threw out five of his counts. Now, the other thing they said was that the other 13 counts that they didn't throw out, you know, his family, of course, then goes out in front of the cameras and says, well, he should. they should lower his sentence and he should get out of jail. No. no. Sorry, son. Okay. You were given like 15. I don't know. It's like those people that get, you know, we gave him seven life sentences. What, do his kids and grandkids have to go to jail too? <laughs> right. Did you explain? I <laughs> they, gave him they ought to. life plus five years. Yeah. What are you going to do, dig up his corpse and throw it in a cell? He's got to rot for five years there. The well, that way the private prison industry can actually get paid more for that cell. There you go. There it You're is. You're not thinking. Yeah. You're not thinking. No, that's why I don't have any money. There it is. <laughs> and they do. You don't have any money because they got it all. Right. That's yeah. pretty much what that comes down to. how that works. So I thought that was one of the more interesting things as we roll into, you know, the 2016 um, elections. And it's just... On Facebook, I've noticed it even. The rhetoric's getting, you know, you can tell it's, it's starting to get more ramped up. Because now we have, a, you know, in 2012, it wasn't a real election. We knew Obama was going to kick everybody. Everybody but Karl Rove. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and the, the crew at Fox News who had this about as wrong as they can have it. And yet somehow they still bring Karl Rove on with his little, like, wipe-away board. Yeah. And so he can draw stuff on there. It's like, why do you trust a man? That basically went on, took a look at all the numbers, and said they're wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. You can believe what you want to believe, but facts are facts. Remember, well, who was it? Was it Megyn Kelly? One of those asking him, "Is this math you do as a Republican to make yourself feel better, or are these real numbers?" Right. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and they, it's, it's unbelievable. And the rhetoric is now getting ramped up again. I've noticed. You know, the uh, the there's a lot of. The, on, on Facebook now, it's it's almost like it was back in 2008 when there was – it was Obama against McCain. And the rhetoric was, was very strong. And mm-hmm. that was because, you know, Obama was black. And nothing to do with him being a Democrat. They're, they're going to ramp it up for any Democrat. Sure. So now they're ramping it up with – with Hillary Clinton, the, the whole email thing. And sure. my question is this. It's uh, the guy uh, from – who is it, Gowdy? I think Gowdy's the – his only importance right now is that he's running the Benghazi panel, the email Benghazi. I want to know what they're hoping to find. What do you think they've? She's gotten her emails. Wait, is, are you going to discover that she actually planned the Benghazi? Yes. What is it? She hired them. <laughs> she might as well have just shot the ambassador. Herself. That's you know that's it. She's a ninja. She is. This is one of those things, and they keep the the funny thing is is that. Um, Andrea, whatever her name is, from MSNBC, their main, you know, correspondent, she's got her own show. She said this is a this is actually going to turn out to be a big issue, these emails and stuff. It's a trust issue, it's a this issue, it's a that issue. I swear to God, if that's where you're focusing your attention on what not to trust about politicians, you've got too much time on your hands. I don't know what they're hoping to find. You know, we could ask the NSA, don't they have a copy of everyone's emails? Thank you very, yeah, exactly. How is it possible the NSA doesn't have this? Actually, you, you know they do. You know they do. They just don't right, want to admit right. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'd love to see them. That's what... See, this guy, Gowdy's got it wrong. He should be subpoenaing the, the, the NSA. Sure. sure. Right, you want yeah. you want 55,000 pages of emails? 
Yeah, I'd lo- I'd really love to get a look at some of this stuff just to see what kind of crap is in there. I want to see the emails of the people that are in charge of reading our emails. I want to see their emails. Absolutely. Who, that- who are you? This mook reading my email. I yeah. want to see what they're up to. Oh, yeah. It's all, these, their all these people that, that are like, yeah. I think it's a good thing that yeah. they're testing people right now who are on welfare for drugs. Really? I want to test the politicians. Sure. If, yeah. if, 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 I'm, if I want to get SNAP benefits yeah. and have to take a piss test, first thing I want to know is I'm going to have to pay for that piss test. What yeah. company is doing it and how much money they give sure. to the campaign of the guy that insisted I have to do the piss test? That's the go-round. Lots memory. of articles. You saw how it happened. Rick Scott's famous for that. The, yeah, yeah, the medical having, thing. Wasn't he indicted s- on like medical fraud? <laughs> biggest biggest fraud case in Florida history there. Yeah. Biggest ripoff of the taxpayers in Florida history. Yeah, he's his he's company good. that he didn't know anything about. Of course not. How could he know something about that? You know, this is a smart guy who didn't know what was going on underneath his own, you know, right at his own That's feet. Right. I've never understood that. So the rhetoric's now getting ramped up, and the Blagojevich case brings into very, it crystallizes the lunacy of these people because money at the end of the day, I think it was some, so there was a ridiculous number in 2012. But out of all of the people running for office, it was something like 89 or it's either 89 or 92%. It was somewhere in the 90% range of the people that, ra- the candidate that raised the most money won. Okay? Yeah. That's a 9 out of 10 thing. Basically, if you can raise more money and spend more time on TV sure. screwing up people's minds, do it. Well, the Republicans have 16 different candidates. Okay, yeah. So their emissaries... Which is Fox News? It's yeah. Roger Ailes. He's their P- he's the he's the Republican Party PR director. Basically, <laughs> okay. is Roger Ailes right now, and so they're ramping it up because these guys don't have any money yet to run ads. So Fox is basically they're not sure. for anybody. They're just against the Democrats. Of course, none of these, all these, and and MSNBC is just as just as culpable in this. They're not for Hillary Clinton. They're not for Bernie Sanders. They're just against the Republicans. I'd like to see news reports on why you should be for somebody. What is this guy going to say, you know, or do when he's in office? And and please, we're going to get a slew. I guarantee you on the 6th of August when they have their first political debate, the mm-hmm. Republican debate, you're going to hear this line. On my first day in office, I'm going to do, and then fill in the blank. First things first, whoever says it, whatever they're talking yeah. about, they're lying. Because the first thing he's going to do in there is figure out his staff. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, let's just get that part. And then what he's going to do is he's going to go jerk off in the Lincoln bedroom because, you know, he's the president now. Why not? I would jump on the bedroom. I would absolutely certainly. rub one out in the Lincoln bedroom right off the bat. Absolutely. That's got to happen. I think the Obama, got you got about a year and change, baby. Invite me over there. I'll, I'm, I'm here for you, man. All right? I want to express my manhood in, in, in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> we love Lincoln. Sure. You know? When Republicans so, were cool? Well, yeah, when Republicans were cool. I read an entire article, all these people that say, you know, the KKK was a Democratic thing, and you know, Lincoln was a Republican. Yes. And blah, blah. Then I, I read an entire thing about how that, that transitions. Really, how the world turns, yeah. How the world turns and how politics turn. So we're back to money again, and they basically said in this court ruling on Blagojevich that swapping positions behind people's backs, doing that kind of secret, smoke-filled room you know, that kind yeah. of stuff where the guys still have, like, cigars sticking out of their mouths. And, you know, they still they still have bag men. They still have somebody carrying a bag, except yes. in the bag ain't money. It's a cabinet position. Back scratchers. Back scratch scr- your back. You That's right. Just back scratchers. They smile in your face, but all the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Yeah. For all you OJ fans out there. Got lots and lots of music. 
Uh, political stuff out the yin yang, of course. There we go. Scratch that. Back. Look at him. He's like the dog, you know, where you put your, you know, you scratch the, or like a cat. I'll tell you a funny story. I was, yeah, it's, it's a black cat thing about how my friend's cat can do a Ray Charles impersonation. What he does, he puts a little pair of sunglasses on. It's a big fat black cat, and then he puts on, gets a tape player, and he puts on the song "What I Say." Mm-hmm. By Ray Charles, and he just scratches the cat's back, and the cat just goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> and he just puts his head back. He's like, "Look, it's Ray Charles." So I thought that was incredibly funny. We're gonna shift gears a little bit. When I say shift gears, I mean like going from first to eighth in a ten-ton Mack truck. Okay. Uh, NWA. Uh, there's gonna be a new film coming out. Um, basically, a biography film of the band NWA and I first got straight out of Compton when it came out in 1989 a friend of mine was from San Francisco and he turned me on to them I was in uh, Minneapolis St. Paul region at the time and these guys are masters in the studio they really these guys know how to sample some unbelievably groovy stuff and if you listen to NWA and don't want to get on a whole Republican they hate cops kick because if you were them you'd hate cops too so move past that the way I move past um, you know public enemy having anti-Semitic lyrics from time to time, you know, being pro-Louis Farrakhan and all that. I move past that because the, the groove is so great. I move past it. And I do that the same way with NWA because I've never been in issues. Uh, they want to they, they, they talk about their lifestyle, what they do, gangs, drugs, you know, treating women like shit. Hey, man, that's L.A. That's why I live on the East Coast. <laughs> okay? okay? There you go. That's why I live on the East Coast. So I was going through, they're now going to go on a tour. And because uh, Easy e has uh, croaked from AIDS, the man who fathered, what, like 10 children from eight different ladies? Or was it, or was it eight He's children like, from 10 he, different I, ladies? I lost Something like that. The, the boy's got a lot, of, a lot of kin running around him. Um, but he's dead. And so they are replacing him on this tour with, wait for it, you're going to love this, Eminem. The whitest motherfucker in the world is now a nigga with attitude. He's a wigger. It's wiggers with attitudes. It's not like it's not earned. I'm, yeah, well, no, you know, hey, listen, I've never been an NW, you, you, uh, you an, cannot, an Eminem fan. You, I you love can't, NWA. You can't buy your, your way in there. Uh, you should uh, you should revisit that. You should re- you should watch some of the actual footage of uh, of Eminem battle rapping, freestyling. Oh, I have. I've seen it at the Detroit yeah. Tubs. He's great. He's really um, good. At it. I'm just not a big fan of the music. But, he uh, to back you know, it up that's with. a crowd that you can't buy your way into. Oh no, you you've got to be authentic. You know, authentic. I'm not I, saying he's bad yeah. at what he does. I'm not that big a fan of him. But I've seen those battles where he does that. You know, uh, the, the eight mile stuff battle. from the eight yeah, mile yeah, and, and all that. He's, Even the, he's very the good. He's good. It's just not my thing. Now, NWA, on the other hand, those guys, man, they crank that shit out. And I've got some stuff right here. One of the great lines in rap music is in this, and I'll tell you about it afterwards. See if you can catch it. It's NWA on the Groovathon on SoFoRadio.com. Black ass. I didn't stutter when I said fuck the police. Cause it's hard for a nigga to get peace. 
niggas don't mix so Now I'm creeping through the fall Running like a G with C, I'm at a slight jaw So when I pack the gun in, hold it in the air Cause MC ran out a hundred miles of running In today's news, four fugitives on the run FBI sources tell us that the four are headed 100 miles to their home base, Compton Leave me a motherfucking ear So I can tell you why I'm running with my brothers Headed for the home base With a steady face on the face that just reach race The road that angles on and on Motherfucker, you, you only exist out here because of me. That's the only reason. Without me, you, personally, every fucking wise guy still around, I'll take a piece of your fucking Jew ass. Then where you gonna go? Your fucking warrant don't ever go over my fucking head again, you motherfucker, you.
baby i put that right in my uh mc5 motorhead section <laughs> it's the loudest music possible hoochie coochie man man what a great song i've got like six different versions of that and every one of them is good boy that joe pesci telling you the way it is kicking off nwa 100 miles and running one of the great lines from that song is uh you're treating my whole band you're treating my band like dirt but the whole time your fucking family's wearing our shirts 
So that was pretty accurate for all the, uh, the wiggers out there in Cooper City. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, is getting a lot of news play this week, and this is why I love I love when I get to bring George in on this, as my, my resident, I used to be hardcore into uh, Christianity type guy, is um, I just, just punk bitch James O'Keefe. He runs a thing called Project Veritas. And now they've got a spinoff, and we love the title. We were talking about this. The titles of the names of these groups. The name of this group is the Center for Medical Progress, mm-hmm. okay, which in fact should be called the Center, the Center for Turning Back the Hands of Time. Sure. Okay, because, you know, because it's, re- it's religion. And these guys have put out a couple of these uh, videos, highly edited videos, where they, you know, they're, they're doing the, uh, the undercover thing. You know, they put the little camera in there and they yeah. caught people from Planned Parenthood saying, yeah, we've... You know, the aborted fetuses, we sell these, you know, we sell these. And so they got mm. the lady bargaining over it. And one of the things Fox News loves to do is they want to tell you how much money you've spent. Over the last 10 years, $4.3 billion in taxpayer money has gone to Planned Parenthood. And they broke it down by tax bracket. So how much have you spent? If you're in the medium range tax bracket right now, you spent $23. It's $2.30 a year to ensure that most, that women that want to make a choice, okay, to choose for themselves, as is their right but you know that's not all that Planned Parenthood does. No, it's a small facet of uh, the services that uh, that they provide, including pre and postnatal education. Uh, you know, oh, who needs that shit? Health care, contraception, contraception. To, yeah, please. This yeah. is a group. The, the people that put this out there, the name of their group is the Sex for Procreation Only Group. These are people right. who just don't like sex. The sexual hang-up group. Absolutely. The closeted, homosexual, All can't come to grips with whatever sick, twisted thing they got going on. So These are the people who these are the yeah. people who watch Tranny Point and don't give a fuck about learning Portuguese. You know? Not even. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. They, they well, the subtitles. They, yeah, they like the lady boy because they all look like little boys. You know? And that's what these people like. Unbelievable. And so Fox is just playing this up, man. This is a new thing. And now they want to... They're they're introducing a bill here and a bill there and this state and that state. That's all the all the real governing goes on at the local level anyway. That's that's how you get shafted on this stuff more than anything. It's not the guys in Washington. It's the guys in your own state house that are screwing you royally most of the time because they're the ones that have to do the budget. It's, it's, it's like this guy who said, "Oh, did you take a look at Vermont? Man, they have a shitty thing. Why would I vote for Bernie Sanders? Well, because he's not the governor of Vermont and has nothing to do with their budget. So these are all state." Mm-hmm. Type things, and there's like nine states, and you know what they are: it's Oklahoma, Kansas, it's that whole Jesus land area of the country. Sure, yeah. And they've been editing these videos, and one of the things that you know they got brought up like initially, and then mm-hmm. never mentioned again, is that the entire transcript of the conversation is actually on the website. Right. So the unedited part is there, and if you read it, basically <laughs> what they're doing is they're saying we're already doing abortions, <laughs> and there are medical research. Sure. Laboratories and these guys are doing research into Lou Gehrig's disease, sure. Alzheimer's sure. disease. If you've got right. a family member with a disease right now that is debilitating, muscular, yeah, degenerative, uh, de- degenerative yeah, nerves of any kind, okay, and you want that cured, well, then you better pony up your two dollars and Par- thirty cents. Paralyzed and- veterans, by the way, really? Yes, no kidding. Yeah. Well, th- there you go. All, all kinds of things. Anything for veterans. You wanted you no, not out. this, not this, not or money or anything else. According right, to I mean, I mean yeah. there. This is the, the the big deal, and what occurs to me is that all of these money, money, you know, they got a penny pinchers out there in the Republican Party yeah. about where you spend your money. Let me tell you something. 
what they filmed was the lady bargaining to get the most money possible so that you don't have to spend your tax money on that. It's going to happen right. one way or the other. Yet you right. seem to complain about that, that it's happening at all. You guys are morons. If you're against Planned Parenthood, you're an asshole. Let's just get that right off the bat. Yeah. If you're against Planned Parenthood, you're an asshole. Then you're in favor of unwanted children being born and, and being uneducated and starving and being all the people who's- becoming a problem, becoming criminals later. All the things that they complain about, are that's what's going to happen if you don't give people the help, the education, and the option ahead of time. And by the way, since you got me on a tear, I just wanted to say this one thing. I've known for years that uh, Planned Parenthood was, uh, was selling fetuses because I've been buying them you, and making shrimp cocktails out of them. Do you know how much jumbo shrimp costs per pound when you can get those fetuses? They're like this big lemon. Yeah, and and the, the, how's the cocktail sauce? Do you well, just use the normal? Yeah, or do I, you just I, use the post-amniotic listen, fluid? I make, my own, I make my own. I make my own and I put lots of horseradish in there because I just, I like to feel the burn. Snappy, baby. baby. But uh, all sarcasm aside, absolutely, they would have to uh, incinerate or otherwise dispose of the. Beyond of, of that, you know, all the people that scream and yell about Planned Parenthood, all these yeah. religious right people, these evangelicals, they they only give a shit about the kid until it's born. Once it's yeah. born, they don't give a shit about the kid at all. They really don't give a shit about the kid at, at all, even uh, while and it's a fetus. They just because that's a, a a MacGuffin. It's just a way of keeping women down, eliminating rights, uh, acting holier than thou. Unbelievable! If you're against Planned Parenthood, you're an asshole. I'm saying it straight out. There you go. Planned Parenthood. You. you want to plan to be a parent? Don't get yeah. you know all these. Are, this is one of those things that that screwed up. Uh, you know, various people running for the Senate. In 2012, I think mm-hmm. you know the how do you how do you stop pregnancy? I put an aspirin in between my knees. Yeah, um, it was you know uh, the the thing about the the just the the rape. The, the guy was talking about rape. Whoever this guy, these people are assholes. Yeah. All right. If you want to say that you live in a country that is free, okay, then as a living adult, I get to choose. It's called yeah, choice. It's my body. I'm not pro-abortion, okay? I'm pro-choice. Let's get that part straight. If I had my way, nobody would ever need an abortion. However, I live in the real world. Sure. The world, you know, the world where people make mistakes. And in Colorado, mm-hmm. they started a program a few years ago where they were getting teenage girls. And they're giving them one of these little implant dingies so that they can't get yeah, pregnant man. for somewhere between three and ten years. Yep, unwanted pregnancies down forty percent. And North the Colorado legislation is now trying to get that overturned. Why? Morality. Yeah. yeah, shut up. Shut up, you know? That's why. These hypocrites, a very small, very small percentage of them have any adopted children. A very small percentage of them uh, foster foster families. And, and it's sexist because you know as well as I do that if men were the ones to get pregnant, not only would abortions be legal, they'd be free and available through with drive-through drive through service. It's McDonald's. You right. get that with your Happy Meal. Yeah. Oh, right. absolutely. There's no question about that. This is this is no you're right. Question. This is another thing about and this is this is across all religious all religions yeah. keep women totally. down. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, yeah. I've been I've been to Hasidic temples where the women have to sit upstairs and That's right. You know, you can't touch and, and That's right. Cooties. Yeah, good exactly. Cooties. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So James O'Keefe, my asshole of the week, month, year. <laughs> what a dick. What a complete dick. You know, James O'Keefe, if you're listening to this show, not only do I challenge you to a debate, I challenge you to a duel. 
All right. I've been because I swear to God, I don't care how badly I get shot up. If I can just get you once, that'll be so worth it, man. I see. This is the guy, if I ran into him, I'd just punch him and do the time. I'd assault him. I have no problem assaulting a guy like that. I'll do the time, and the rest of the world will be better off. There you go. Yeah, I had no problem with Way that. Way to take one for the team. Absolutely. You see another Louisiana guy, you know? What is it with that state? These guys make hot sauce and Looney Tunes, apparently. So, that was my uh, thing. I don't want to waste too much time on this because it's absolutely bullshit. These videos are bullshit. Fox can show them till the cows come home because people who watch Fox News are morons. So, they're going to believe whatever the yeah, hell you're putting They are what from. they are. They, they, they're going to believe whatever you put in front of them. Sure. You know, or, like I said. Whatever they put in front of them. Yeah, if yeah. you watch Fox News all day, every day for like a year, you're going to have a jihad against anybody who draws a picture of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's, that's where you get to with these people. St. Ronnie. Republican Jesus. Republican Jesus, baby. I like myself some little, so a little bit of Ronnie. The guy was, guy was brain dead when he was in the office. For Christ's sake, and his wife was using a Ouija board to decide whether or not to, you know, whether or not we should send troops into battle. How you like that? Meanwhile, President Obama's made the country better. Have a nice day, haters. Healthcare? You like healthcare? I, I like, like healthcare. I like you like it. healthcare? Yeah, I do like healthcare. I, I got do. healthcare now. I didn't before, and now I do. I have friends of mine. A lot of friends of mine were saying that they're like, "Hey, for the first time in my life, I get healthcare." You know, you don't have to be right. part of a company. You're not going to get ripped off. Of course, now we only have three healthcare companies. We used to have the big five. Now they've conglomerated themselves into the big three. So we now have three mega. Soon there will be one health co. And uh, and but but at least it won't be communism where we only have one option. <laughs> Good one. I like that. That's absolutely. That's where we're going. Look, and as I said before, you know this 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 kind of uh, corporate conglomeration. Uh, took place with all of the, uh, you know, the banking companies. How'd that work out? Hmm? Eventually, we're going to have yeah, we're going to have healthcare companies now that are too big to fail. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Fifty-four conceive, billion is what they pay of such a thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? that would never happen. Yeah, it's absolutely going to happen. You know what? Know. Enough about that. I got some groovy ass tunes to play for you. Some meters. Some Al Green's going to be going out to Mary Lou and Dave DeBay. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. Let's get funky, baby. It's the meters on the Groovy Don on SoFloRadio.com. we 
digger, I digger was a boozy beggar who could think you under the table. Daily you could have consumed with an old Friedrich Hegel. And Wittgenstein was a beery swine who was just a slosh to Schlegel. There's nothing Nietzsche couldn't teach about the raising of the wrist. Socrates himself was permanently pissed. John Stuart built on his own free will, on half a the shanty was particularly ill. Later they say he could stick it away, half a grain of whiskey every day. Aristotle, Aristotle was a bugger for the bottle, Hobbes was fond of his dram. And Rennie Descartes was a drunken fart, I drink therefore I am. Yes, Socrates himself is particularly missed. A lovely little thing about a bugger when he's pissed.
Al Green, baby. One of the great voices ever. Not doing the uh, Temptations song, Can't Get Next to You. I should play that as well. I love the Temptations, man. Before that, Monty Python, the Drunken Philosophers, one of our favorites. <laughs> and kicking it off, groove out the yin-yang right there, the meter stretch your rubber band. The uh, Al Green song, this one, uh, today is my friend, an old friend of mine, David Dubay. And a musician in his own right. Uh, I was always hoping that uh, Michael Bublé would call this guy up and have him open for him on the tour so I could know somebody that was on the Dubé Bublé tour. <laughs> but uh, in New York, we used to go to these after hours on the Upper West Side, way Upper West Side, Harlem. And one of them was called Isabella's. The other one was called El Oyo, which is the hole. And then it got smaller, so they called it El Oyito, the little hole. And we used to go to a place called Isabella's. And Isabella's was, uh, well... It was an after hours. It was you know, in somebody's basement and stuff. They had a jukebox there. Isabella had a jukebox. And it's, you know, a lot of the Latin uh, the Latin Kings uh, gang were there and stuff. And so the, the jukebox was basically all merengue and salsa. Except for about 10 CDs. Most of which sucked. But one of them was Al Green's greatest hits. And so when I was there at like 5 in the morning with Dave, and these are back in the days when, you know, you're partying your ass off. You're coked out of your skull. You're drunk within an inch of your life. And our motto at that hour, about 5 in the morning, was, all right, all Al, all the time. He'd go over there and play like four or five Al Green songs in a row until, you know, uh, you know, whoever whoever the Latin king in charge was would come over and tap us on the shoulder and we'd get back to, you know, yo no sé, yo no sé, yo no sé, yo no sé, you know, something like that in El Moreno y La Rubia. <laughs> Those kinds of, but we would play like we would literally, you know, every every time we would go there, like five in the morning, we try and get as many Al Green songs in. So big shout out to my man Dave Dubay, happy birthday, brother! So the price of gold is below eleven hundred dollars an ounce. I know everybody's been paying attention to that. What? Ah, that's right. Spot gold price, London. I believe uh, overnight trading was ten ninety eight. It's reached a high of seventeen hundred dollars an ounce. I'm going to tell you something. Gold should be trading right now at about five six hundred dollars an ounce. That's what it's actually should be trading at. Gold is technically a classic hedge against inflation, which is to say, if you have a stack of dollar bills, a hundred dollars, a hundred one dollar bills, and inflation starts hitting, okay, the value of those bills goes down. But if you own gold, the value of the gold goes up commensurately with inflation. Except in this case, it started skyrocketing I I don't know why, but probably around 2008. What happened in 2008? Something happened in 2008? No. Black no, guy no, in a no. White House right now, I remember. And it shot up to <laughs> seven. This is fear-based lunacy. I say this to somebody who spent a lot of time in the gold pit at the Commodities Exchange. I know of where I speak. This is fear-based. Okay, William Devane should shut the fuck up. The guy out there hawking his wares on television. All these people come in and go, Did any, you know, what are you going to do the next time the market crashes? You, I'm not going to go into my vault full of gold. All right? You can thank, thank Richard Nixon and the Bretton Woods Agreement for taking us off the gold standard. You like the way I threw that yes, one out? That's good. It's a little history for you. Every, every dollar bill in circulation used to, used to be backed up by gold in Fort Knox, a place nobody's, nobody's allowed to go into, by the way. We don't right. know if there's how much, if any, gold is in Fort Knox. I bet you there's more gold actually uh, below under like six stories underneath Manhattan where they have the, uh, the bank there. The vaults there. Yeah, the vaults there. That's where all the, the countries keep their, their damn gold these days. Um, and the Iran deal 
which Republicans are screaming and yelling and ranting and raving about. Let me tell you something right now. Just spotted gas at two fifty nine a gallon. Just yeah. spotted it on the way over here. Last week it was two sixty three. This week two fifty nine. I can get gas down to two dollars a gallon. You elect me president, I'll get gas down. You know what I'll do? I'll stop producing it here in America. Boom. Problem solved. That's literally it. There is no accounting for gold having gone up to 1700 an ounce, and it's now backed off. And one of the things, the reason this uh, caught my eye is I was reading through the business section of a site online, and what they can do now, one of the good things about markets having gone fully computerized is that keeping track of big-picture trends where the market makers think the market's going to go has become easier. You used to have to go company to company and find out what their position was. You would have to take each of their clients, get their position, aggregate it, and then figure out what the big position was. So are more people betting it's going to go up or are more people betting it's going to go down? And then you would have that company by company. Then you would have to aggregate all the companies. Well, first of all, we don't have that many companies anymore because they, you know, bought each other out. But also computers are now being able to keep track of what hedge fund managers are doing. And for the first time... Since 2005, hedge fund managers are short in the gold market, which means the people who know what they're talking about all think gold will be going lower, as it should. The only reason they bet on it going higher before is because they were betting on the fear. But if you take fear away, then what you're left with is the pure numbers. And the numbers say inflation is low. And It's weird because interest rates are low, and those two things usually go contrary to each other. So as inflation drops, interest rates rise, and as interest rates drop and people can spend more money, inflation rises. But the Fed has artificially kept interest rates low so that banks can borrow at zero money and then loan it out and make more money because they weren't making enough before. We we needed to prop them up after... uh, you know, after the crash back mm, right. in 2008, they weren't such bad. Oh, those poor boys. I know, I know. I know, it's a shame. Well, down to one Learjet, are we? I, I, I know. Down to one yacht, are we? Unbelievable. So, fear fear has what is what has driven the commodities market, in this particular instance, the metals market. And it's fear that's on television. It's William Devane saying, nobody bailed me out, nobody, nobody replaced my money. No, they didn't. They replaced the bank's money. And you're shilling... For the banks, because who the hell you think owns the gold? Right. Okay. Go, go to bed, son, and wake up in the real world where you have no say. You're no say. You're no say. You're no say. You're no say. <laughs> Going back to my Isabella's day, that's just one of those songs that's been stuck in my head for like thirty years now. I, you know, twenty-five years or whatever. So gold is going down. Price of oil is going down, and all of this is because we are about to do a deal with Iran that is going to stop them from making nuclear weapons and is going to open them up to becoming part of the rest of the world. If you're against this deal, you're against it for the wrong reasons. Because it doesn't matter what we do anymore. We don't control the world. And while we may want to put sanctions on Germany isn't, France isn't, Russia isn't, China isn't, they're going to do business with these people anyway. They're already in there. They literally already, they have representatives in there right now. The rest of the world thinks this is a good deal. The only reason that Republicans in Congress don't think it's a good deal is because Obama did it. There's no other logical reason. And you're going to hear a lot of stuff about the side deals we didn't hear about. Yeah, that's right. It's a high-level governmental negotiation. What, you think you're allowed to see? You think they got one of these cameras in there, too? Probably. The NSA does, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the NSA's got... They got one of those fly cameras. Absolutely. Fly on the wall. Little brand cameras. 
You're not going to know everything, all right? I'm not a politician. I'm certainly not a diplomat. Anybody who knows me knows I ain't no diplomat, baby. But there are people out there that negotiate these things. If you don't like high price of gasoline, shut up and let the deal go through. If you don't want Iran to get a nuclear weapon, shut up and let the deal go through. The only reason you can be against this deal, okay, is if you're so pro-Israel. And by the oh, side note, yeah, 61% of Jews are in favor of the deal. I heard it was more than that. 61 The story that I saw. 60, yeah, it probably is more. Like it, 86, yeah. something. You know, it's it's a much larger percentage of Jews are for this deal here in America. Here in America, okay, are for it than against it. Okay, so I don't want to hear any of this, you know, this. Trust me when I tell you this. The state of Israel can handle themselves. They want to take out Iran. They'll take out Iran. They got That's, nukes, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to, they can blow up and, and blow away anybody they want. As is evidenced by things like, you know, a war that took only six days. <laughs> You know, if they can polish that off in six days, imagine what they can do to a country that hasn't ha- hasn't been able to spend money in the last five years. These guys have nothing. And the entire country is like under the age of 30, too. Iran is a, these are very young people out mm-hmm. there. They all died in the previous wars. These people want what we got. We have no. got to bring them into the fold. This isn't Myanmar. This isn't North Korea. This isn't Cuba. Okay? These people have won. Well, trust me, if there was oil in North Korea or Cuba, we'd yeah. be negotiating with them. We absolutely would. The world would be all over that action. Or we'd be at war. Or we'd be at war. Arr. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, there's two businesses that are involved in this that Republicans like that are going to go away. War and oil. Yeah. I mean, they, that's, that's what they that's, make. That's who they work for. That's the honeypot for these people. Yep. War and oil. So gas prices going down, and it's because of the Iran deal. Gold prices going down also because of the Iran deal, because fear is dissipating. If you live in fear at all times, you're going to stock your cupboards with six years worth of canned goods. Okay? I'm not that guy. I'm not going to live in fear of that. I want us talking to our enemies. I do. I want us talking with them. Because the alternative is what? War. Thank you. And we don't like war, do we? I'd like to start the Institute for the Study of Peace. We talked about this last week. One of these guys that goes on Fox all the time. And he's the, you know, blah, blah, blah. The Institute for the Study of War. Really, you want to study war? Why don't you study why war happens in the first place and what we could have done to avoid it? I'd like to start the Center for the Avoidance of War. Try it. Figure out a way to make make money with peace. There's got to be a way. I swear to God, we need to figure out a way to manufacture shit. How do we make money with people not dying? I know. We've got to figure out a way to manufacture shit that's profitable to the the country and doesn't also simultaneously kill off its citizens. (laughs) Is there money in not blowing things up? Because there's there's money in blowing things up. There's absolutely money. Because when you blow shit up, you've got to rebuild it. Sure. Well, the bomb costs money in the first place, and then you've got to rebuild it. That's that's why I thought thought Libya was going to go better for us. I really did. I thought Libya was going to be perfect. We would go in there blow up everything, get rid of a guy they hated, and then show up as, like, you know, the guy that helps you rebuild your infrastructure, but we're not going to take any of the credit for it because we don't, want to piss off, we don't want you to piss off your neighbors who all hate us. We just want you to like us. Yeah. And we'll do it. We're, we're really happy to let you take the claim. Uncle Sam's good like that. But you don't pay us back. We turn into, you know, Vinny the bookmaker down a corner. You know what happened to the last guy sitting in your seat, pal? All right? We took his ass out. We'll do the same thing to you. We can do that kind of stuff. Or... We can sit down and talk with them. Sure. We can sit down and negotiate a deal that is the rest of the world thinks it's good. It's only Republicans because they don't like a nigger in the White House. That's it. Sorry I said it. But that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It drives me nuts. 
I'm not even going to go up. I'm not even going to bother with guns this week. I can't even bring myself. We've now turned into a country that is the movie The Purge, 365 days a year. That's what we Good. are now. We're the purge. Yep, can't wait. I'm just, gonna crack a. <laughs> I got some neighborhoods already. Uh, you know, <laughs> you got some places. Pointed. Paste. Really? Yeah. How about you just take the state of care? Well, first things first, we just eliminate like the South. There ain't no money there. We don't. I, mean, I don't want their money there. I want them gone so they're not siphoning off the money from us. You know those bankers you were talking about? Those yacht owners you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good on there. Absolutely. Aventura, gone. <laughs> South Beach, gone. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, he's, here he is. George is over here twisting his mustache right. and hatching a plot. Eat the rich. There you go, baby. And more importantly, eat who? They're lobbyists. Yes. Everybody's got a lobbyist except for... Poor people. We'll call them the side dish. That's it. An, ap- an appetizer. A little tasty thing that I can pick my freaking teeth with. And you know what? It's time to do crack open a garage and get back to some dynamite one-off rock and roll stuff. Yep. Scooped it up. I do the research so you don't have to. I've got the brand. I've got Mark Bolin doing a uh, really interesting. I dug that one up. And a band called the Jolly Green Giants. Now, first things first. Let's just get this part straight. Any band called the Jolly Green Giants... Come sure, on. yeah, what's not to like? You gotta listen. You gotta at least give them a try. It's the garage on the Groovaton on SoFloRadio.com. Smile. 
they cannot see I am too much for them to take in They only say that I am faking Beware of the third degree Jolly Green Giants, Busybody, great stuff there, that is from, I believe that is from Pebbles, the Pebbles Collection, before that Mark Bolin of T-Rex 
Fame doing the third degree, kicking it off the brand. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, there's a theme song for you, baby. Every time I get into a fight, I end up losing, which is why I stopped getting into fights. I just got the shit kicked out of me. I'm a lover, not a fighter, baby. So there you go. What else to talk about? You know what? Not a whole bunch else, but it's time for me to take care of the people to take care of me. First things first, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I want a big shout out to my gal, Manya. Manya Borman up at uh, Xanadu, which is, you know, this is one of those places. She, she used to work at this other hoity-toity salon in, uh, in Aventura. Every time I go into this place, it's one of these places, you know, it's all chicks. They're all in the 60s. <clears throat> You know, and stuff like that. But she's yeah. my gal. She's the one person I walk in. I literally, after I moved to Hawaii, I didn't get my hair cut for two years. I, didn't, you know, I was so used to her. I was afraid to get my hair cut by anybody. And Lord knows, once I got it cut, it was terrible. So the, the minute I got back here, I got a haircut in New York. That was terrible. I came down here and had to readjust it immediately. She's my gal. Absolutely. Check her out at Xander. She's a great gal. But of course, the other people to take care of me so, so well. The crew at Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. Dave Gray, Dave Carey, Tracy, the entire uh, SAE certified crew. 954-247-9362. As I've said before, you can go to the SoFlowRadio.com page. Click on Tony C's Groovathon and above today's playlist, you will see a link for Precision Auto Works. Bumper-to-bumper coverage. If you've got an internal combustion engine produced after 1900, these are the people you want to take it to. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You know what that means. Time for the Drive Group of the Day. Picked out a couple little ditties. First one is Aerosmith, Train Crept to Roll. It's a live version. That's two live songs. The second song is Jeff Beck and Stanley Clark live from the North Sea Jazz Festival. Now, earlier I played Herbie Hancock who had Stanley Clark on bass. So I'm kind of doing a transition. The final song I'm going to play today is actually an old friend of mine doing a Jeff Beck song. So, but for the moment, I just want to rock you out as you're cruising along. This, all of this stuff absolutely going to redline you in the RPMs. It's the Drive Groove of the Day on SoFloRadio.com.
Yowza, man. That doesn't get you to going down 95, breaking the speed limit. I don't know what will. Jeff Beck and Stanley Clark. That is live from the North Sea Jazz Festival. I've, um, back, uh, one of the first couple of shows, I played some stuff from Yan Ackerman, uh, who's a guitar player from Focus, and some of his stuff from the North Sea Jazz Festival. That was from, uh, now I can't remember the year, 2005, 6, 7. Somewhere in there is when, uh, that Jeff Beck, Stanley Clark, uh, live collaboration took place. You know, you're talking about two of the great musicians on the planet. Before that, Aerosmith, Train Kept Rolling. Those guys, man, they've got a whole bunch of stuff out there that's live. They did the live bootleg album, which has got a great version of James Brown's Mother Popcorn on it. Just in case you're interested. I, you know, you'd never think they would do it, but they did. And they've got covers of some of the great rock and roll songs. They put out, like, this side album. I'd never heard of it. And now I've found a whole bunch of tracks. That one just kicks some serious ass. Hey, coming to the end of the show, you know, normally we have excess groove, but today we timed the groove to perfection. There it is, baby. The last song I'm going to play is by an old friend of mine. I've known Adam Rogers, who is one of the uh, great jazz uh, guitar players now you know, on the planet. He uh, studied with John Schofield, who is absolutely one of the great. I found a great thing by John Schofield and Jaco Pastorius doing, you know, The Chicken. This song, The Chicken, it is so cool. I may have to bring it in. It's, it's one of those things. I'm not sure it's right for the show, but you'll like it. And if you like it, then we'll play it on the show. We'll see how we feel about it. Then. Very groovy stuff. And my friend Adam Rogers... Uh, we went to school together when we were kids, and we've stayed in touch over the years. He's played with many, 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 many people. Um, you can look him up on YouTube. He's got a bazillion things out there, and he's got a lot of uh, stuff that he's written. He's come out with many albums. And there's a Jeff Beck tribute album called Back to Beck. And so they got him to do one of the songs, you know, with all these other guitar players we've all heard of, you know, the Steve Morses, Al Demiolas of the world and whatnot. They got uh, my friend Adam Rogers to do Lead Boots, which is a terrific song. The version that he does is absolutely sensational. Adam tends to go more towards the kind of jazz you don't like. It's random. It's out there stuff. Instruments and notes come into play during 15 minutes of whatever the song is for no reason whatsoever. But you know what? He's really good. And he's an old friend of mine. If you can't play your friend's music on your radio show, then you shouldn't have a damn radio show. I agree. That's why I get to play stuff from Sound Liberation, the Shane Duncan Band, and the Slow Guns, and the Sydney Green Street Band. My shout out to my man Paul Page there. So you know, this is where I get to have fun. When I get to, you know, it's personal to me. It's personal. Back at the end of the show, though. Hey, you know what? I love it. Two to four. I'm going to be able to miss the traffic today. That's the benefit of doing two to four and not three to five. I ninety five ain't going to screw me up nearly as bad. <laughs> I tell you, last week I actually got home about 10 minutes faster. What? Yeah, mostly because Hollywood Boulevard. is That's oh, the yeah. crunch. At 5 o'clock, everybody and their mother wants right. to pull out. And so it takes 15 minutes just to get to just the to highway. Just to get across the tracks. Right, <laughs> yes. Just, right, just, right, just, just, right, just to get across the train tracks. Right. It does. They're all backed up, and you've got to keep waiting because Hollywood Boulevard's got that weird parking thing. Yep. So every time somebody pulls out, oh good lord, everybody waits. No, the parking vultures waiting for somebody. To I know that's out. the oh, that'll, that'll that's the right. other one, right? Yeah. People would just sit there because they see the the backup lights. Somebody's going to get shot one of these days. You hear the horns honking all day long up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Right. It's Hollywood, Florida. Hey, I have had a terrific time. I'm going to come back next week. I'm going to do the exact same thing again. 
except I'm going to try and do a little bit better. Of course, attitude and gratitude is the most important thing. A big old mucho mahalo to everybody out there that's tuning in, especially all my friends who have downloaded the show. I know some people are uh, spreading the word around there. Tony C at SoFloRadio.com. For most of you, probably have my damn freaking phone number. Anybody who's listening to the show probably knows me personally and has my number. You got a suggestion? Everybody else is doing it. Why not you? Right you on. Know? And my girl, Diana, she's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to stop sending you songs. I'm like, no, don't. Keep suggesting songs because 9 out of 10, I'm going to know already or dismiss. But there's going to be that 10. She, she's the one that sent me the Nazareth thing, got me on that Nazareth game. Excellent. Yeah. I didn't know anything about this band. So, you know, once a month after all these songs she sends to me and stuff like that, she's going to get that gem's going to be in there. So I was like, just keep sending it. What's the worst thing that can happen? I either already know it or I don't right. like it. Okay. What's the problem with that? And more than likely, I'm going to like it. Okay. Because more than likely, I already know it. There's very little, you, you know. Most of the basics I got down. So, I hope everybody's going to be coming back. And if you're downloading it later on, please tell your friends. You know? Share that link. Share that link. I'm trying to spread the word out there. Trying to do the most most I can for everybody. I do the homework so you don't have to. As always, on behalf of myself and my friend, George, we're going to give you a big aloha. Peace. Good night, Mom.
Atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.